0: There are dire warnings that New South Wales will be hit by increasingly
1: extreme weather. 2015 was the hottest year since climate records began. The radio show this July was the single hottest month of recorded history. Australia sweltered through its hottest
0: spring on record. Climate change is now affecting every country on every continent. the
1: rate that's a great concern. And uh, what do you think so, that rate down Oh, it's human activity. We have everything we need. Some still doubt that we have the will to act. But I say... The will to act is itself a renewable resource. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Climactic, your story on climate change. Today we're bringing you the second half of last week's episode, an interview with Damian Cole, independent candidate in the Victorian state election for the South Barwon seat. This is an interview Maxine Baisley, the newest contributor to the Climactic Network, brought us. We're so excited to be hosting stories now from the greater Geelong area, and in this interview, we get a lot more into the passion Damien has for his local environment. So without further ado, we'll get right into it.
2: And the bigger bigger thing with what we're trying to accomplish is the, the Fight for the Bite campaign, which has been started up over in South Australia. They've been hitting all the different councils and they've been getting them to pass a motion which opposes the drilling in the in the bite. And that's essentially what we're trying to do here. We're trying to motion for the Surf Coast Shire to, to oppose it. And also, I, I kind of jumped in and I said, listen, this has to be bigger than just the Surf Coast Shire. I think that we try, we push this into the Geelong area, we push this into Melbourne, we push it across to Phillip Island, we really need to have, even though it's a it's kind federal. Going to
0: affect New South Wales as well, isn't
2: it? Uh, yeah, it'll probably creep. Up. It could, yeah. it could creep right up depending on the time. I did see that
0: map, the modelling kind of um, veered up there as well. Yeah,
2: so it depends. It depends on the time of year as well. Mm. as The currents are all a little bit different, but it's it,
0: worth you guys getting involved as well. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: definitely. And this is a thing. Even if this airs after our rally, it's only one rally, and and what I what I'm kind of pushing for is just. If you're in Melbourne or whatever, like get get your own rally going, because this is not just just a federal issue. It's not just a South Australian issue. This is this is a moral issue as a human being. Like that this cannot happen anymore. We're in 2018 we should be pushing renewable energy. Mm. The fact that we're even thinking about this is just absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. And and particularly with the fact that the the impacts that this is going to have to our environment is just mind-blowing. If this oil if an oil spill happens, it pretty much wipes out the whole Great Australian bite, the whole of Tasmania, the whole of Victoria, I'm um, pretty much describing the the forecast modelling, the marine um, life,
0: and, uh, and and also and tourism industry,
2: yeah. and, yep. and, and and just the whole lot. And there's so many areas there when you think about think about the, the Gulf of Mexico, where it's relatively easily accessible, shallower waters, the oceans aren't, you know, the seas aren't as high. Here we're talking hundred foot sheer cliffs. We're talking a lot of isolated areas. You know, there's just the, the amount of marine life that we've got in this area is just it's, it's 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 amazing. You know, like it's a breeding ground for southern right whales. Yeah, so just everything's pointing to you guys are absolutely mad. Mm. But this, as I said, it, it doesn't it doesn't stop at the South Australian border. It's not just a federal issue. I will be bringing it up personally as a candidate, putting it to our, you know, the other the other candidates and just saying, well, what is your stance on this? Because it does affect Victoria, you know, and it does affect, you know, our council. The oil would probably go into Port Phillip Bay as well, where we've got mm-hmm. a lot of endemic species and things like that as well. So it really affects everyone. It, it, it affects anyone who's ever stepped foot on the beach. Yeah. Anyone who's ever swam in their lives, this affects you. So by this stage, if you're not off yet get out there get get informed and get off and your own rally (laughs) yeah get your own rally going and and really motion for your council because it's just even though it's as i say it's a federal issue if it's a grassroots movement which we have every single council across the southeast border you know the southeast area of australia if we have every single one of them motioning against it and we make enough noise they're going to have to stop so that that's what we're asking for. This is it's a call out, you know. It's a call out to anyone who gives a shit about our our future. This is me getting a little, a little bit passionate. This, a bit um, passionate. Yeah. Enough's enough. Let's all let, let let's stand up for our own communities and our own backyard and and the future for the for these future generations. You know, it's, it's, it, we've got to leave a legacy that we we can be proud of.
0: And that seems to be. You know your number one reason for standing up as a candidate as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Is the, uh,
0: I guess lack of faith in the system and the lack of faith in the people that are making decisions to make the right ones for us and yep. for our community and for our future.
2: Absolutely, and that's rightfully so. Mm. And that is, I mean, I'm one of those people. You know, as I said, this is a, for me. This is not about. Career. This is not about money. This is not about. This is about looking after ourselves and each other and our community and our natural environment. You mm-hmm. know, the, this is important because if we're we're running out of time right now, you know, we really we're coming to a point where we really have to get going and and, and do something really to to stop all of this
0: to turn it around. Yeah. So you said that there's another forum happening. Um, is that the next? I think yep. that's in November.
2: So, yeah, at this point uh, we've got on um, the November 7th, I think it is, the Greater Torquay Alliance are going to be running a candidate forum for the South Barwon candidates. And who um, will be there? Well, we have, we, we're we going to invite every candidate there. So, so that's, hopefully
0: everyone. Yeah,
2: so yep. that's after the after the cutoff for the actual... The oh, actual, yes,
0: the declaration of running. Yeah, yep. So, yep. so
2: to actually officially nominate, okay. mm-hmm. and that's after the nominations shut. And that will give you a really good kind of idea of, of who is running in your local area and I really encourage you to come down and, and kind of ask ask whatever question that you think is, is an issue to you and I know I'll be kind of answering everything I can and absolutely 100% honestly. Whether or not it upsets the other candidates, great. I couldn't care less, you know. It's-
0: <laughs> and that's interesting though because... You, you've noticed that a few of their policies are kind of reflective of what actually the community seem to want however it's about holding them to
2: account well that's exactly it yeah. And that's part of the game that they've been playing is you it's know it's always
0: how, the game they play isn't how it? many
2: promises have you seen where it just yeah. it flips and it goes across and then they change it and oh there was some wording in there and this is what we actually meant and and that's a that's a big part of what I'm standing for. The, it, not even if I get elected as a candidate right now, I'm mm. holding I'm holding them to the promises that they do make. And we've had our La- the Labor candidate Darren Cheeseman, saying that he wants to protect the, the Spring Valley, and that's great. But what do you mean by protect? Mm. Is that rolling back the town boundary so that it does so it gets put back into rural? landscape or you know does it mean lower density housing or uh, you know we have to kind of ask those questions that uh, okay it's nice that you say you want to protect but what do you actually mean Mm. so yeah so it's it's holding them accountable to all of these things and I think that that's something as well that's been missing any other industry in the world if you had a CEO saying I'm going to make these promises if I get elected as a CEO or voted in a CEO or get the job and then you don't deliver you get fired you know, whereas yep, for some reason politicians can just kind of say what they want, and then once they get in, they change it all completely around, and then everyone goes, "Oh, well, that's a shame," and they off they go business as usual. Yeah, which um, business as usual is slowly destroying our, our communities and our and our social well being. And
0: so, what are the other issues? And of course, climate change being the underpinning issue of all of your policy drivers. Yep. What are the other things that are affecting this area? <laughs> That you're you're hoping to stand
2: up on? Definitely the overdevelopment. Yeah, and and by that I mean just the amount of housing estates getting put in. It just feels like there's just every time you kind of look one way, there's a whole new estate coming in. And
0: And what about the the type of development? It's not quality, is it?
2: No, and this is is the thing: is that it's up to it's the developers trying to push as many people into one area as possible by making the blocks a lot smaller running on the fact that it's more affordable housing, which is not right at all. It's actually- More
0: affordable housing, you'll have to heat. Yeah. (laughs) A lot lot harder because it's uh, not airtight.
2: No, that's it. And you're living on smaller blocks. And and the thing is, is that the the argument that it's a supply and demand thing and that by adding more housing in an area, it will decrease house prices is actually factually incorrect because we we know that- You know, Armstrong Creek's a great example where I think it's something like the price, the house, the block prices have gone up forty percent in the last twelve months, even though they keep releasing new blocks. I'm pretty sure of that. That's actually what uh, Mr. Andrew Catos said to me uh, at a meeting the other night, and I was kind of blown away. I was like, "Wow, forty percent!" So that kind of nips that in the bud and goes, "All right, well, no, it's not a supply and demand issue. No, it's a money
0: making. It's a money making exercise." Yeah.
2: And on so on top so that's that and that's where the, the social well being and the cultural identity of our areas is really being affected. How has it changed since
0: when you grew up or when you returned to Torquay uh, to now?
2: Well the, the population's probably I was over doubled. I would say it's, yeah, I'd say there's probably, yeah, a bit. let's say, let's say doubled in, in size. And what that's done is, first of all, there's, there's, well there's a lot more traffic lights.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um,
2: but I, I find that it's also, it's taken away that, uh, that kind of coastal charm where you say hello to people down the street. Mm. It's a little bit of, it's like when you see it, uh, you know, in, in, on public transport in Melbourne. If you sit down and start chatting to the guy next to you, it's a little bit like, whoa, what are you doing? You what know? kind of
0: crazy person yeah, is this? Yeah. And, and that's fair <laughs> enough.
2: It's a city of five million people. Everyone's doing their own thing, but down here, it's become a little bit less community minded and a little bit more individual, even though there are, there's some amazing people who have, who have moved down here, you know, I've, I've and met still s-
0: coming yeah. and
2: still coming. And and this is the thing. And I want to kind of make it clear that this is by no means trying to stop development. It's trying to ensure that the development that we put into place is done sustainably mm. so that we do retain our cultural identity our social well-being and our environment because if you keep at this point it's it's all about let's like, say it's, it's about carrying capacity that's the thing we don't know we've done no studies or no no you know no no assessments as to what the carrying capacity of talk is mm. so if they keep just putting more and more people into Torquay and then now all the developers go, all right, well, that's done. And then all of a sudden we're at breaking point because there's no car parks. There's, you know, there's just people everywhere. It hasn't been managed properly. No transport. No transport. No jobs. So yeah. it kind of, it's this real domino effect. So it's it's about having a bit of sensible planning mm. and taking a step back, taking a breath and going, all right, how is this going to look in 20 years? Mm. And are we going to be proud of the way that we dealt with this town? And at the moment, the way it's going is it's just – it's a more of a reactive approach where things are just – we're building things. Oh, oh, we've found a problem. Okay, we've got to try and patch that up. Yeah, so that that's definitely – that's one of the big issues. Is And, and onto, going onto that is where is everyone going to work? Hmm. So yeah. we've got – in the greater Geelong area, we've got three separate developments, one in in the north of Geelong, one in the west of Geelong. So that's and, Armstrong Creek. So Armstrong Creek's in the south. Stone Creek. No, no. So in the Geelong, so we've got right. Armstrong Creek, which is in. This is talking in the greater city of oh, Geelong. Yes, yeah. So we've got Armstrong Creek, which I think they're looking at around sixty-five thousand people, and then we've got the other two. I always get the is two it mixed Worrelly? up. No, no, no it's least part of Armstrong Creek. No, so okay. if anyone can picture when you're driving along the It's the, towards
0: Torquay though, all of them,
2: right? No, no, no. So they're around Geelong. Ah. Um. So it's and this is the thing is that I'm not. Everything I'm talking about is not strictly for Torquay. Yes, I live here. Yes, I love this place so much. It's like this is home. But I'm thinking about the greater – the kind of greater area. And this
0: is – the thing, I guess, that yes, a lot of people that live in Torquay work in Geelong, so it is—it is our. I mean, our hospitals in Geelong. Well, it's all yeah. intertwined. It's all intertwined. You know, yeah. where does
2: everyone go to the beach on on a hot Absolutely. summer's day from Geelong? Yeah, you know, they they do come down here, and that's fine. Like we're an in, we're we I consider ourselves a pretty inclusive kind of community. Mm. But again, it's just planning. Just maybe for these not things. Winky Pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, certain beach break or certain breaks, my surf breaks, maybe not, um, depending on how good your surfing skill is. That is That's as well. Exactly that. But yeah, so we've got we've got sixty five thousand people in Armstrong Creek. We've got 60,000 in North Geelong and West Geelong. So if you can imagine going along the Geelong Bypass. I'm pretty sure where they're talking is like oh, yeah. the, the big quarry there. Mm. I think about, like around that kind of area. Yep. They're looking at either fifty or 60,000 people there yep. and then another in fifty or 60,000.
0: In between the River and, yeah, the freeway kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Okay. So around there somewhere. And again, don't quote me exactly. I, I You know, I kind of have a rough, a rough idea of where it is. And then another one out north Geelong, which could be around the Lara area. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to a meeting, a rotary meeting in Grovedale the other night and I I listened to the CEO of the Greater City Geelong speak and he said, oh, it's great, all this growth is just, yeah, it's, you know, it's reinvigorating the whole area and all this stuff. And then I just kind of said, like, put my hand up and I just said, well, where's everyone going to work? You know, if we've got an estimated 174,000 new arrivals coming in the next 20 years, what are we doing? Well, again, what's the plan? You know, where, where are we, what is, what is everyone doing? And his answer literally was... Oh well, um, you know when when the people come, businesses develop. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that, it that takes that's, a
0: long time for a business to become an employer." Uh, a long that, that's for me.
2: So that yeah. that screams to me: let's make some money on rates and and development and we're not really looking Maybe after the, the well being well that's what we're hoping i don't know like are the? you know and then it goes all right well then everyone's going to work in melbourne and then you go all right well how's so that then are just... a
0: commuter town
2: so we're a commuter yeah. town which is not beneficial to our local area and it also once again and i keep going back to this, it's how's the social well being for families if you've got your parents whether it's your mum or dad or whatever driving every single day and they're driving for 2 hours in traffic they leave it. They leave at six thirty. They don't get back till seven or eight.
0: I've done it, and it it, it doesn't leave any energy for the weekend. For
2: no, sure. it's, exactly. It's, Let you, alone if you've done. got young kids, yeah. you know. And, and then it, and then how does it affect the kids, you know? And it's kind of that's when you drink lots of wine and yeah, then wine is amazing. The next day yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly it. You know, like um, it, it's a recipe for. Disconnect, n- disconnect, yeah. and and really kind of uh, it's a breakdown of our family kind of networks, and that's that's for me is is just it's critical for our social well being. Is that we need to have jobs in the area, right? Yeah. So innovative jobs, uh, you know, innovative industry. Like we need to kind of stop relying just on this construction thing. Yes, it's important, and yes, we sh- yeah we c- we can keep developing, but don't rely just on that. Why don't we start looking at innovative new kind of new industries? You know, why don't we have a state-of-the-art recycling plant in in Geelong in the Geelong area? You know, that could be taking in the whole of the area's recycling plant. Why don't we have a, a, a massive industrial composting facility? You know, like we've got things like that. Like um,
0: reducing got, emissions and reducing the waste
2: problem and increasing jobs. Yeah. You know, then there's or we should be encouraging um, small businesses and startups. You know, maybe we should simplify simplify all the, the red tape that goes on in, in different councils and kind of simplify our tax systems to to encourage smaller uh, businesses. So there's kind of all these different ways. I think we're moving into the 21st century and we've got a whole new way of thinking. Everything around us has changed so much in the last 10 years, except for the system in place, which is directing what, how we do things.
0: Mm, yep.
2: So on an individual, or on a on a pri- you know, the private sector's leaps and bounds ahead but the 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 system which is putting in place all these policies and regulations is just so far behind we have to start thinking into the 21st century we have to start thinking about artificial intelligence because it is coming it's not an if it's a when you know and that's we can already see it with automated this and automated that and that's also getting rid of jobs so how are we training these people up who are losing their jobs to robots how are we training them up in other areas? How's our education system going? You know, like we need to really start looking at bringing our whole, our whole community into the 21st century.
0: Yeah. There was another thing uh, that I found quite interesting. It was launched last year. It was the industrial hemp conference, which happened in Geelong. Yep. There's a lot of agricultural land which could be built out um as the developers buy up farms and wait for them to be transitioned and that's what's what's happening essentially in Spring Creek. Yep. Have bought farmland, yep. to wait until they can develop yeah, it,
2: until they can cut it up and yeah, sell it for their gain, yeah. So
0: there's
2: other alternatives, yeah. So the and and, and Geelong, obviously talking about Geelong because that's the closest big city, you know, cities to to myself. One to, of the time, growing it's, cities. Isn't it? It's after the, Melbourne. So Melbourne is the fastest kind of capital city in Australia, yeah. fastest growing, and then Geelong is the fastest regional city wow. in, in Australia, and then I think don't quote me but i think the surf coast shire is also up there with one of the fastest growing shires in australia so we've got this like triple kind of effect happening down towards us
0: and we've got employers leaving the area
2: exactly <laughs> it's not
0: not so, not the right equation no
2: there. and this is this is the scary thing it's yeah. it's scary but it's also it's an opportunity right now to to make a stand right now and be like okay we've got things going wrong right now Let's all work together. Because look at Geelong. Geelong has some incredible people and some innovative thinkers and some very, very smart people, very compassionate people. We can bring those people together. That's all we need is we just need to link the dots, get everyone together, and have a little bit more of a community-led direction so that we can kind of go, well, what's best for all of us? So I getting back to the industrial hemp thing, it's funny because it's still such a it's almost a taboo word. It's like mm. if you if you say mention the word hemp, it's like ah oh, hippies misunderstood. Yeah, and, sure. and you know, the funny thing is, hemp is what got the, what helped colonise Australia. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? That's what
0: the sales. That's what were the sails were made of. of. That's yeah. what the
2: ropes were made of. We've been using it for thousands of years mm-hmm. as, a, as as a species, really. So it's something that's not new, and it's amazing the way. And then you go, why is why did it not continue to get used? because the cotton industry got in there and started bad-mouthing it. And that's, connected that's it
0: to cannabis. Connected
2: it to cannabis, mm. and then all of a sudden it was tarnished, and okay, so we can't do that. But listen, that's in the past. What we're seeing now is... Wow, there's so many different uses for this for hemp. Mm, I have peanut butter
0: with hemp seed in it now. There you go. How so cool we can use that?
2: food source. Yeah. We can use it as textiles, which Geelong was a huge textile industry there for That's a long time. Wool, wool and, yep. and all of that. We've got well. cotton on. Yep. We've got so we could use that. It can be used as hempcrete, which is a great building block for for all the development that we're having around town. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a really versatile thing, and it grows really fast.
0: What is it? Three crops in twelve months. Yes, yeah, Something like that. that, and yeah. it uh, revitalizes the soil. or something. Um, I'm this, not sure whether it revitalizes, it. but yeah, it can a definitely a crop that brings the nutrients from lower down. I think that's
2: okay. Don't
0: yeah, write yeah. Me on, on it. Maybe on, someone yeah. should Google that and we yeah, can,
2: uh, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we can
0: get our facts straight.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. By the way, yeah. If any, if we fact check us on a couple of yeah, things, totally. I guess I'm trying my best, and I'm definitely not trying to mislead anyone, but. Yeah, there's a lot of information going through my head right now. <laughs> the other great thing with hemp is that it it, it takes really sandy soil. It's it's mm. a weed essentially. Yeah, you know? it's kind of like this really easygoing thing that doesn't take optimum um, or climate or, or yeah or pesticides. Yeah. it's so easy to grow. So that's just another avenue. There's there's a lot of different ways that we can be there, the triple bottom line. We have economic prosperity, social well-being and the environment right those three need to work together Mm
1: -hmm. in order
2: for us to live a sustainable have a sustainable society and together we can do that and you know what at the end of the day the economic side of it is a vital part of our society we do run off money really Mm -hmm. but the thing is is and this is the the ludicrous thing going back to renewable energy it's it's a perfect example with the government they've haven't been able to set a robust policy on renewable energy, which means that we haven't had international investment, which means that we've fallen behind the eight ball with our renewable energy, which in turn has led the federal government to say that, oh, well, renewable energy isn't reliable enough, so we've got to keep going with fossil fuels. How ridiculous is that? It's crazy. When there is so much money to be made out of renewable energy, there is, and it's this thing where you go, we're hitting all three together socially responsible it's environmentally responsible and it's economically prosperous and that's the thing I'm, I'm under no i'm not a greenie who's just saying like oh let's all go back to to caveman days or anything mm-hmm. like that it's just going like we can just restructure the way we're doing things and improve it for all of us
0: totally back to the garden that's what i like to see. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's absolutely true and and i think the opportunity seems right now and t- tell me a couple of things that have been going on in this area particularly that seem to be pushing the right buttons pulling levers and, and where it all could come together to really have a big change well i would say quite soon
2: really yeah myself getting uh, getting involved in these different community groups i can see that it's it's the people the, the people power I think people are fed up about the same old stories and the same old s- that that the governments are kind of feeding us. That oh, this is, need, this is what we need, and we're we're starting to really see a lot of a lot of people that are upset and they're starting to band together. and And this is what we need to do. It needs to be a grassroots movement, and it needs to be. There, there's a quote that I keep going back to that when the people lead, the leaders will follow, mm. and it's so true. I think that if we don't make any noise on you know about being upset, then the, the 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 government's just going, you know, the politicians will just keep going business as usual. So I I would say that the awareness from people and that, that kind of, again, that moral responsibility is really starting to, to, to snowball. And people are starting to realize that this is, yeah, it's no longer this long, far off fetch thing of, ah, if the climate is climate change is real, it's like, it's real. It's right there. It's happening. We're seeing it everywhere. Let's get it. And the people are starting to go, all right, we do need to do something about it. So I would say that the people is what, what's really moving and shaking at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then obviously from that we get technologies which are really improving as well, particularly in the private sector. Again, well, only in the private sector really. Like we've got Elon Musk who came in South Australia and saved the day, you know, like <laughs> where did he come from, you know? It was Isn't it a
0: good time to buy shares now? Oh, his shares dropped after he went on that interesting podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. to smoked a joint or something. Oh, the his shares, like, planted. I'm going to make a
2: guess. I haven't actually heard. Uh, yeah. Is that Joe Rogan? Did he go um, on there? I it?
0: think so. It might have been Joe wrong. Rogan.
2: That's, a, that's another great podcast. But,
0: that's, yeah, that's the other thing as well, I think, is the the shareholders and, and the companies, the big companies, they want to keep their money, and yeah. they know that the money is not going to be in fossil fuels.
2: No, They exactly. actually
0: understand that. And they, they're trying to make the bucks now.
2: And that's where it goes again back to the people, the people power. Mm. It's where you can, you know, where you choose to buy it does affect, does affect those companies, you know, who you choose to have your insurance with or who you choose to bank with or who you choose to, to have your, what do you call it? Superannuation. Super, you know, yeah. like all of that, it does, it does affect, it affects those companies, you know, like, so it really is. And, and the other thing, the other thing that I think is a big change is, exactly what we're doing right now a podcast that was unheard of. So, we've got social media, which has really raised the awareness. Yes, there's a lot of noise. And no, I don't want to see your cat coming in and out of a box.
0: Oh, no, a cat in a box. A
2: cat in a box. Yep, cool. <laughs> it's a cat with a box. Like, I've done it before, seen it before, you know, like, don't <laughs> I really. I keep...
0: haven't seen it, but I, I'm not sure. Oh, neither
2: have I actually. i steer well clear of that. But I have seen a cat in a box before and I can tell you what it looks it's like. It funny. looks like a cat in a okay, box. Right. Um, <laughs> the, yes, social media has linked people all around the world who are like-minded once again for better or worse because certain different groups that are getting linked together which kind of give them a bit more power which we kind of don't want the alt-right and kind of all of that kind of stuff but generally speaking it's it's been beneficial i think Mm. in a lot of ways to to yeah connect people with those with the information and there's a lot of things that i've been doing working on different campaigns and stuff where i can actually Jump on and you just Google something, boom, and then you get ideas and you kind of, you can work in with that and then you can connect with someone on the other side of the world. And go, oh, I see you've done this. How did you do it? You know, like, yeah, there's, yeah, it's, it, I think that that technology, while it can be used in a negative way and there, and there are definitely a lot of negative kind of side effects of social media, it can also, if, if you use it correctly as a tool, mm-hmm. it can be very educational and, and very useful. Um, yeah, actually, doing.
0: that is my um, my favorite thing about it is the activism that you can get into with social media, the reach that you can have, uh, and it's kind of yeah the the balance of the corporation paying for their advertising, Yep. Yeah. and you can pay for your message to get out there as yeah, well. Yep. Yeah, this is not fake news, people. <laughs> <laughs> Damien Cole is running as an independent yeah. <laughs> for the South Bowen Sea Yeah,
2: if you do get my message out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I must make one point with that though: is it's it, again, you got to watch the way that you use it as a tool because it shouldn't be used as a substitute for activism. Mm. I think clicking, whilst it's good, doesn't have the same effect as having three or four thousand people down at bells crying out, "No, we don't want this." Yeah. If you if you send that to a politician, like you don't get that on national media. You know what I mean? Oh well, we had four thousand. 000- likes, you know, like <laughs> on, on, against the oil. No, no, no. We need people down there, you know. Yeah. And that goes for absolutely any type of activism is there's the, – you still have to go back to that authentic thing. So, yeah, you're 100% right that it's great for activism, but what it should be is used as a tool to get everyone together and to raise awareness, but I still think that there's such a huge place for that real person thing. Mm. So, you know, it's the same as like a handwritten letter. Instead of, you know, like if you write, hand write a letter, it's a lot more effective than just going, hey, I'll like, or I'll get a generic one or whatever. You know what I mean? Or if you deliver that in person and you go, here you go, this is what I think. So it's, it, but it's a tool. That's, that's what I keep going back to is that social media is a tool and it, it can be a very, very effective tool.
0: Mm, definitely. Yeah. Well, we're, um, we've been chatting for quite a while now. It's we a, have it's an hour. So I am, uh... that Time flew by.
2: <laughs> it really? did. I'm actually, I'm, I do have a tendency to kind of keep talking, that's so we perfect. could be here for hours. Imagine
0: if it was the other way, I'd be uh, yeah. trying to probe you. Uh, so tell me more about
2: that. No, no, no. Not like that at all. No way. To that. be
0: fair, that's, um, that probably wouldn't make the podcast cut, would it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, this has been great having you on, on the show. You've been listening to Climactic. This is the first episode coming at you from Torquay and uh, looking forward to hosting a couple more with some other people around this area. And, and definitely the message from this I get is to be active in your community, be active, go out and talk to your local members, speak to people about what they want from their politicians. And if there's nothing there that seems good enough, put your hand up. <laughs>
2: that's it. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. And that does, if, uh, that is one of the big parts of what I'm, this campaign is one aspect of what's going on in my life right now. And, I I don't think the win or lose thing is not just the end goal for me. I I, I kind of go back to if I can inspire one person from another electorate to stand up and go, Oh, you know what? This normal guy seems like, Oh, well, if he can do it, like, and that's what I'm trying to inspire is the fact that anyone can do it. As long as you're passionate and you've got the right values, that's what, that's what we need back into politics. If Mm. we got to have that, if you're genuine about helping out your community, then stand up. And make your voice heard. That's what I'm doing. And I, I do not for a second pretend to have all the answers. I've had a couple of people come to me like, well, what's your policy on this? And what's your policy on that? And an education. And, all. and I'm like, whoa, all right. I'm an independent. I'm still trying to work and put a roof over my head and air. like, I, I'll look into it. But I, I don't have the answers to everything, yeah. and I, no, nor should I. One person should never have the answers. It should be all of us together, and that's what I'm trying to do. Is I'm, I'm kind of establishing this kind of community where it's like, all right, let's get together and figure this out together. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out this this issue, th- these issues, on as from a community level. So yeah, if I could, if it, and that goes again, as I, say, I reiterate. If anyone out there has even thought thought about doing this. Give me a yell. I'm more than happy. Like I'll give you my. I can probably give my number out now. I'm more than happy to do that. It's up to you. So if you want to zero four two two five seven six five two seven. Give me a call. Give me a message. I'm an open book. He so. also
0: takes handwritten letters.
2: And I take, I prefer, <laughs> I will put you at the top of the list if you handwrite me a letter <laughs> rather than Facebook. <laughs> but I'm not giving out my home address. That's the one that I'm That's not That's totally true.
0: Cool. I so know where he lives. so if anyone wants to know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It'll cost you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been great having you on the show, Damo. Thanks, thanks very much. Yeah, thanks a lot. It yeah, it's
2: fun. been awesome. I've had a really good time. So Great one. All right. Thanks heaps, everyone.
1: And that was Damien Cole, independent candidate for the South Barwon seat. There's a lot more information about Damien on our website. And be sure to check out all the great events he's running leading up to the election if you find yourself around the South Barwon area. We'd like to thank you so much for listening on behalf of Maxine. And if you enjoy this kind of content in the lead up to the Victorian state election, be sure to check out our mini-series we're making in collaboration with Act on Climate. And finally, a bit of a favor to ask you all. Up until now, we've done absolutely zero advertising or marketing of the podcast. So where we got to now is all the results of word of mouth. So if you're enjoying it and would like to see Climactic grow into the network we'd like it to be, it would really help us out if you'd let a friend or family member know about the show, let a local environment group know that we exist and we're really keen to help them tell their story. And if you know anyone who'd make a great interviewer, we'd love to hear about them as well. I've heard recently from some listeners that they're not sure how to take Climactic with them on the road. Well, if you've got an iPhone, you've got an app already on your phone called Podcasts. And if you don't, it's free to download. Just search for Climactic there and you can download the episodes to take with you wherever you are. If you're on Android, you've got Google Podcasts, also a free app. Just search for Climactic and you're good to go. Or if you're a Spotify user, you can find Climactic there as well. Thank you all so much for listening. And on behalf of myself, Rich, and Maxine, we hope you have a great week. And now for some quick credits. We'd like to thank producer Caleb Fidicaro, designer Abigail Hawkins, composer Greg Grossi, senior advisor Gretchen Miller, and especially this week, our special guest Damian Cole. You'll find links to all those fine people in the show notes. We hope you have a great week and are staying well in these climactic times. The Climactic Collective